It's time for episode 342 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, April 15th, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where everything's just a matter of time. I am one of your co-hosts, Micah Sargent, and I'm joined across this fast and, well, ever-changing internet by my co-host and pal and dungeon buddy, it's Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? Micah, please never use the term dungeon buddy again. That was... <laughs> Extremely, extremely strange. I also thought you were going to say the fast and furious internet, which would also be accurate. That is also appropriate. Uh, I am excited, of course, to be joined by the Jeremy Burge, Chief Emoji Officer at Emojipedia and uh, follower of ducks. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy. Just been out here hanging with the ducks. Uh, hopefully they, they keep it down for the podcast. And also I hope that my isolation beard doesn't get in the way of my uh, stunning audio. Yeah. Uh, I just, I hope you have all your ducks in a row. Uh, yes. To my left this week, it is the unicorn psychic, a podcaster at Friends in Your Ears, the one the only Kathy Campbell. Welcome back, Kathy. Thanks, Dan. I, too, am concerned about my isolation beard, making sure that it stays <laughs> out of the way of the microphone. A thing we must all be aware of uh, as we go into this episode. I'm up first, and here is my topic. I'm curious, how do you organize your phone's home screen? Do you have a system? Uh, do you have some sort of uh, foldering positional tracking system in place and what happens when you download a new app where does it go jeremy we'll start with you well uh, my system it's a little bit complicated so on the home screen i've got a few sort of folders you know how people do they sort of group things into folders and then i have about nine pages of utter junk it's <laughs> <laughs> just in the order that i downloaded them in and when an app gets downloaded, I know where it is because it's nine pages along, sitting at the oh very end. Oh <laughs> that's uh, that's that's my my new. It's it's not a new system. I've been running on this system exclusively for about four and a half <laughs> years now, I reckon. <laughs> and I just I never dug myself out of it, so I'm stuck in a hole. I'm the app search guy, and I just I search for everything. I, it's always in search. I don't know where half of them are to even delete them anymore. So. That's my system, and it's. Not, I'm not proud of it, but I reckon I'm not the only one out there with this system. So I have a system which, like most of my systems, is something that starts really well intentionally and then just breaks down. Um, but it's actually not bad. So my first home screen on my iPhone, I have basically just the apps that I use, uh, you know, most frequently, and I always leave. I actually have one blank row on my 11 Pro. So I have five rows of four apps each because I like the home screen not looking super cluttered. Um, so then on the second page, I have like the apps that I use less frequently, but still like, you know, uh, not maybe every day, but maybe every day or two. And then the third screen is just folders of like everything else. And that works pretty well except as i keep scrolling now i realize then there's a fourth screen which is just apps i've downloaded recently and i've bled over onto the fifth screen now uh, and every once in a while i go through and i try to like clean off those last couple pages of just random junk and like either delete stuff or throw it in a folder um which has the result of ending up with folders that are enormous like my 
games folder is, you know, eight screens in and of itself. And there are probably some apps in there that could don't even work anymore that I should delete. But like, who has the time to go through and do that? Um, so yeah, I, I mean, like Jeremy, I use search for a lot of stuff, uh, pretty much anything that's not on those first two screens. And uh, it, it just showcases how much of a mess the home screen uh, organization is on iOS. Kathy, Tell me you have the perfectly organized system that's way better than what Jeremy and I have. I mean, yes, actually. I have two screens and both of them have two rows. Um, the first page has the, the very basic, you know, messages, calendar, my weather app, mail, etc. Um, and then the second page is all folders uh, named with emoji. And it, so it's all portioned out, games, food-related, work-related, watch-related, et cetera. And so when a new app downloads, it's on that second page in the blank area. Um, and it lives there until I'm sure I want to keep it. And then if I want to keep it, I put it into the appropriate folder. It's weird, this system that I'm hearing about, because... I think y'all owe me some royalties because it's my system too. I've got uh, some folders <laughs> on my my home screen at the top and then my most used apps below. Uh, so it's two rows of folders and then my most used apps are sort of in those uh, following rows. So that's what, one, two, three, four rows of, of actual apps with my uh, most tapped on ones on the left side of the screen because I'm left-handed so I can reach them all with my thumb. And... The rest of it is junk. I keep all of my <laughs> junk in folders in those remaining pages. Um, they're labeled A through Z and then A, 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 B, A, C, A, D because I had to create more folders. Anything that's inside folders, I don't tap on. I never tap on. I use the spotlight search, I swipe down uh, from the screen in order to access the search function and find the app that I'm looking for. Uh, thank you all for your confessions, except for Kathy, who is uh, a step above <laughs> the rest and has now provided receipts. We do appreciate it. Uh, let's go to yes. our next topic, which comes from Jeremy. Uh, so I, I crowdsourced my question this week because I am, as, as mentioned, mostly sitting around feeding the ducks and my brain hasn't been 100% on tech. Uh, so I asked my Twitter followers what they should, thought I should bring to the table. And uh, helpfully, uh, Dave Nichols from Twitter uh, said, a very good topic, I think, that he's seeing a lot of companies affected by coronavirus uh, taking pivots to find new income streams. So what do you all think are some creative pivots that companies could make to create some new income or something maybe you've already seen a creative pivot out there in these times uh you know i've get as somebody who you know works in in journalism i get a lot of pr emails <laughs> about like <laughs> these days about coronavirus and covid19 it's just it's really all over the place um i don't know that i've seen any that i thought were really great pivots so far um, but I, I do think that it is important. I think some of the things I would like to see from pivots for a lot, from a lot of these companies is re, honestly, God, is this, it's not even really business, right? Like it's like refocusing on the stuff like your employees and stuff like that. I mean, is that even a pivot? I don't know. I kind of want to see be good more, to people. New yeah, idea. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, there, but there's a, there is a business upside to that, right? Like, you know, if you come out of this looking like, Hey, you know, we aren't just committed to selling you a really fancy product, 
but we are committed to keeping our company working smoothly so that not only can we produce great products for you to use, but we can still employ all these people to make those great products instead of, you know, having to shut down and fire everybody. Like, I think that there's a lot of, this is a good opportunity for a lot of companies to kind of figure out what is your core business and how do you support that by, you know, bolstering the stuff that makes up what your company is, which are, you know, the people and the product. So I, I'm not sure I've seen a really great one yet, although I've seen a lot of stuff. I will say the best I've gotten so far is like my, you know, the company, my bank, which also does my car insurance was like, we're going to give you a whole bunch of your money back because you're, nobody's <laughs> driving anywhere. I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> More of that, please. So I don't know, Kathy, have you seen any better examples? I have actually from my home state of Oregon, there is a distillery that has pivoted to making hand cleaner. Um, they already a lot of the off stuff, uh, during for creating alcohol is still like 80% alcohol. And so they're just bottling up, giving it out. They're also selling it so that they can ship it. And I've seen a lot of other like breweries and distilleries do the same thing. Um, but I'm pretty certain that at the Shine Distillery and Grill in Portland was one of the first ones to do it. And uh, so they did a really good job. I'm impressed. Um, so you, you were talking about pivoting to new kinds of income streams. And I thought we were kind of talking about... Um, good actions that companies are taking whenever I first heard this topic. I, I think f- either is fine. Does that work? I think okay, it can be good. a pretty broad question, question about creating whatever interesting you want it to be. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. The, the, You're the host, Mike. You can rule this out. This podcast is pivoting. <laughs> this podcast is pivoting to re-respond to your question because I was just going to say something that had me feeling really happy is seeing different companies um, take the distribution channels that they have and lightly adapting them to provide for uh, healthcare tools and things like that. So you almost, many uh, shoe companies, some uh, case companies, like smartphone case companies, and Apple and, and some others have started making face shields and face masks and different products like that. And they're not in many cases, it seems that these are products that they are donating as opposed to products that they are selling. So not quite the um, consumer pivot that uh, you were going for, but uh, sort of anti-capitalist, which I, I enjoy. So uh, that that's that's the pivot that I have appreciated the most. Jeremy, round it out, and please don't be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I think these are some good answers. I I took the creative approach of what uh, I took Dave's question here to be like, what are some creative things that companies or people could do to change their ways uh, that might bring them a more prosperous future? Uh, the first I had on my list was that uh, governments could help start uh, helping their citizens and proactively funding social services and a social safety what? net, which uh, <laughs> I think would be very handy universally. Fairy but tales, Jeremy. Let's not get into politics of helping people. So anyway, uh, more in my sort of dream tech land, maybe Evernote could start launching their app quicker and I'll keep my subscription alive. Uh, that will give them some more money in future. <laughs> Uh, I think that's an interesting angle they should take. And uh, maybe Skype, I'd pay them to stop updating the app every time I open it. Just stop it and I'll give you some money. And that's a creative revenue stream for them as well to make their users happy. All, all good answers and uh, some of them more hopeful than others. But hey, we need hope in this time. And you know what else you might need? 
Uh, it's Devin Think because Clockwise is, bring, is brought to you by that wonderful product from Devon Technologies. It's a professional documents and information management application for the Mac. It helps you collect, file, organize, and annotate all kinds of documents without ever leaving the app. Isn't that kind of annoying to have to go to all these different places where you've got documents stored, not being able to do them all in one place? Nah, that's not how it works with DevonThink. You get to do it all in one place because you can place live web pages like documents loaded in Google Docs seamlessly next to local files. You can organize those documents in groups and subgroups. You can tag them. You can do it all, whatever suits your workflow. DevonThink has a ton of useful features, smart groups that let you create different views of your data, integrated AI that assists you with filing and searching. You can archive all your email with the enhanced email archiver and scan your paper documents. There's flexible sync support for iCloud, Dropbox, any web dev server, and direct connections with everything securely encrypted. You can create smart rules and add flexible reminders to any document, and it even lets non-programmers easily automate many parts of the workflow, so you can delegate those boring, repetitive tasks to DevonThink. And DevonThink 3 has a beautiful, modernized user interface and dark mode support, plus its iOS companion app is available so you can take it on the go. Plus, a completely rewritten web interface makes it ideal for small to medium-sized teams. Get 10% off DevonThink 3 or upgrade to it right now. You head to devontechnologies.com slash clockwise. That's D-E-V-O-N technologies.com slash clockwise for 10% off. Thanks so much to DevonThink. Excuse me. Thanks so much to Devon Technologies for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Alrighty, Dan, what's your topic? All right. Well, given the situation that we live in now, I wanted to know if you've changed your habits of buying technology. Have you engaged in some, you know, retail therapy and maybe bought some new devices or toys or other things that you found that you needed now that you're at home all the time? Or on the other side, have you delayed purchases because of, you know, either conserving money or the environment or what have you? How is it the current world situation affected your tech buying habits, Kathy? I am a very uh, conservative tech purchaser in the first place. Um, So I don't think this has really changed like any big purchases. I'm still saving up for an iMac Pro, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But what this has done is it has changed my thinking on certain products that I want to like clean up my spaces. Um, So I just went on a very dark journey to try and find a good like desktop um, charging device um, to have uh, my Apple Watch and my iPhone and AirPods charged together. I'm not super happy with what I found, so I'm not even going to mention it. But um, it's 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 very strategic the purchases that I've been doing, and um, a lot more research than I did before. Which is I still did a lot of research, so I don't know what that says about me or where my brain is. <laughs> uh, picture this: it's about two, three weeks ago, maybe. Uh, Micah Sargent is sitting at his desk and he goes to target.com. He types in Nintendo Switch. He sees (laughs) there are several Nintendo Switches available. He puts one in his cart. He says, yes, I will arrive at Target today. And yes, I will open my trunk, dear Target worker, and allow you to put this Nintendo Switch Switch into my trunk. 
And then he thinks, no, Micah, responsibility, that's important. Maybe you'll need that money for something else. And so he removes the Nintendo Switch from his cart, and it is gone. No. Oh, no. And then no. a week passes. Micah, go back. And people have Animal Crossing New Horizons, and people are having so much fun playing the game. And Micah is so sad. That, folks, is my life. And wow. I, I regret oh, being was... a responsible person. <laughs> that was like a uh, Ernest Hemingway short story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, that, the, yeah. I, um, it, it has changed my purchasing habits, and I don't know that I'm happy about it, Dan. Jeremy, what about you? Micah, that's so sad. And now, I don't know, I'm hearing there's like switch shortages, right? Even if you exactly. want one now, are they, are they around? No, still no, no, really. no. And that's why it was such a dumb thing I did. <sighs> <laughs> my god so irresponsible you thought you were being responsible but you were being irresponsible uh for me yeah i'm uh i'm trying to not buy anything and i'm not a, a big buyer of things all the time but i just i feel like at the best of times companies kind of screw things up i had a credit card that was meant to arrive it expired the other day and they somehow sent it to the wrong place and then they sent it to the wrong bank branch and i get it companies are stressed there's fewer people around right now and I, I think if everything works, this is a great year to leave everything alone. Just don't touch it. Uh, if you can even get a bit more life out of things. And I also had a very poorly planned trip to Australia just before all this kicked off and I got over there. And then very not long after that, had to come back to the UK before I got locked out of land borders around the world. And uh, yeah, I noticed my mum typing on her laptop and it was sort of tilting back and forth a little. And then you sort of looked underneath and it's slightly bulging where the battery is. And you're like, hmm, this is not good timing when you just uh, see the same day Apple's closing their Apple stores. This is about a month ago now. So nonetheless, I think I've, I, if you could persevere with what you've got for a little while, it's probably a good year to do it. It will save you some money. It'll save any issues like just even just transferring data. There's always a risk with everything. And I think this is the great year to do Nothing. Don't buy things. Just just stop and <laughs> hope for the best, and we'll, we'll we'll kick it back off next year. Right. Yeah. That's that's my plan. No, anyway. I think that's solid. I mean, so uh, for me, as somebody who often writes about tech and reviews tech, you know, sometimes it's unavoidable, and sometimes you realize, yeah, do I do I need this thing to write about? Do I really just want this thing? But I've been pretty good about not buying a whole bunch of extra tech products just to play with. Um, the one thing that really changed for me uh, was I had been intending to replace my MacBook Air because it was getting on the older side. It's about six years old and its battery is shot. And I thought to myself, oh, you know, when Apple releases that new MacBook Air with a new keyboard, I'll go and buy myself one. That'll be my investment and, and that will last me years. And of course, Apple releases that product and I think to myself... I don't leave the house anymore. What do I need a new laptop for? <laughs> so I have not bought one because <laughs> I don't need to at the moment. I'm sure I will eventually when we're all allowed to move around freely again. But yeah, and, and as a side note, I spent a lot of time cleaning out my office and realized just how many piles of old tech that I had lying around that I never used. And that definitely made me think, you know, more aligned with Jeremy's thinking like, I don't, I don't need more stuff. I have plenty of stuff that doesn't even get used and it's going to get thrown out because it's dead and useless. I should not you know, accumulate more right now. So I'm, I'm very happy with my setup as it is. Doesn't mean I don't browse the Wirecutter deal page every single day, but <laughs> I'm only human. Uh, thanks for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our last topic today, which comes from Kathy. 
All right. It's now been more than a month since official stay-at-home orders have been in place in many states and countries. What has changed with how you use your technology, plan your day, etc. in that time? I would say that I have simply returned to an old form uh, in the sense that I used to work from home. And so my technology use habits have sort of gone back to that time uh, where I was working from home. I think the one thing now is given that I feel I'm spending more of my day in front of a computer uh, or in front of a screen, I do try to have less screen time outside of it. Uh, so technology in, in terms of staring at my phone or my, my, iPad or whatever it happens to be, I try to limit that as much as possible outside of um, work hours. So not a huge change in how I'm using technology other than all the Zoom calls. But aside from that, it is it is pretty similar to what I once did. Jeremy, what about you? Uh, so my days have, have changed quite a bit. I normally, I, I, I like to cruise on my boat and that is not permitted right now. Fair enough. So we're sort of staying in the one place. Uh, I love cafes. Can't go to the cafe. Can't go to a coffee shop. So my day, I, I think I, for the first time ever, I think I actually do have a sort of routine now where if you, you're in quite a smallish space, I live with my fiance in here and we don't normally notice the size of this place because, <laughs> well, you know, you're out and about, like I'll be down the street or whatever. But when you, when you're staying home, you've really got to figure out who's where. So we've kind of got a bit of a system going on. I'll run you through sort of the, the key parts. Uh, of a morning, I'm, I'm more of a morning person, so I'll get up and I will have breakfast and I'll come to sort of the dining room table area and do some work for half a day. Uh, me and my fiance Rachel will have lunch together. Then we will, she gets whichever room she wants. Then if she wants the dining room, she's up, she can have it. I'll go in the lounge or vice versa. We'll go for a walk in the evening before dinner, have dinner and then sit down, uh, maybe watch some television or it's, it's all very odd to me. I've never really done this sort of, you know, the same thing every day. I like to wake up every day and just kind of go wherever I feel like going. So this is very strange to me, but it's, it's, it's somewhat productive. It's kind of, it's kind of helping offset the brain drain of everything going on is just a bit of a routine. So technology wise, it's kind of the same. I've just got my laptop wherever I am, but this is sort of my way of, I don't know, trying to fool my brain into working. I'm just trying to make it work. It's really all I'm trying to do. And yeah, it, it's, it's kind of working for me. Just, just a bit of routine and a bit of self-enforced. Well, you're on a, on a boat. So you gotta, you gotta pick where you gotta sit. Uh, I mean, my house is very much like a boat, except for the whole moving part. Uh, cause it's very, also very small. Um, that said, my wife does still go to work right now because she is an essential employee. Um, so I mostly have the house myself every once in a while. She is working at home as well. And our system is very similar to Jeremy's where it's like, yep, where she wants to go, she can stare and I will find a spot somewhere else. Um, for technology wise, like I, I definitely, so like Jeremy, I like cafes a lot. I used to do a lot of work in the coffee shop. So I would go in the morning and spend a couple hours there, do a little writing. Uh, obviously can't do that anymore. Uh, and as I mentioned in the previous question, I, that means I don't need my laptop as much. So I've been working much, much more on my iMac than on either my laptop or my iPad. 
Um, in some ways, the biggest change there is that like then um, I noticed my iPad battery dies a lot faster because it's just sitting around not doing anything. And I'll pick it up like having not looked at it in two days and be like, oh, man, I need to charge it again. Um, and so that's been you know something that I have to remember more as opposed to when I was taking it with me every day to leave the house. I would always make sure it was charged. Um, I do find myself using my uh, speaker systems even more than usual because I, you know, it gets very quiet in the house. I need to play some music or something. So I don't feel like, oh, no, I'm isolated and totally alone. Um, And you know what? I go for a walk every day. And, uh, you know, I bought some AirPods Pro last year and I'm really loving them. Like, honestly, they're even better now than when I bought them and just in terms of how much utility I get out of them. And one of the best things about them, honestly, is the fact that you can use Siri totally hands-free. So I don't feel like I'm always like putting my hands up near my ears and my face every time I'm walking. I can have Siri turn the noise canceling on and off if I need to like talk to somebody like I'm going to pick something up at a store and I can you know play and pause all without ever or like respond to text messages all that without ever having to like touch my phone or anything else and it's actually really really great so yeah spending a lot more time with those features as well my main day has is kind of the same with the exception that my daughter is home from school all day um so I do a lot of help with her tech with her school and stuff and then I really wanted to ask this question because I feel like it goes, it, it's a nice throwback to our January episode that the four of us were on where we discussed TikTok um, because TikTok is yeah. very strong part of my life now. Um, my daughter has us do a daily TikTok. So we have now done 30 of them um, and it is v- very present in my life um, every day, all day trying to make sure that we are consistently doing a TikTok video. Uh, Thankfully, I don't have to do a lot of the planning, but I do figure out like where the, how, which tripod should we use? How should it be standing? Where should it be organized, et cetera? And then also I have to wear new clothes every day, (laughs) which is very difficult. Um, Even, yeah, because you can't wear the same outfit when you're on camera every day. So the life of a celebrity. Amen. I can can only imagine. Um, Excellent. Well, folks, we are just about to the end of another episode. But before we do, we've got a bonus question. And uh, bringing you that bonus question in this episode of Clockwise is Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, support, and scale you need to take your project to the next level. They've got 11 data centers worldwide, including the newest one in Sydney, Australia. And with its enterprise-grade hardware, S3-compatible storage option, and next-generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. You can get started on Linode today with a $20 credit for listeners of this very show, and you're going to get access to a revamped cloud manager built on an open-source single-page app, root access to your server along with API version 4 and Python CLI, nanode plans starting as low as 5 bucks a month, and block storage and object storage that can scale to your storage requirements, plus so much more. If you head to linode.com slash clockwise and use the promo code clockwise2020 when creating a new Linode account, you're going to get $20 towards your next 
project. Oh, and by the way, Linode is hiring right now. So if that's something that interests you, go to linode.com slash careers to find out more. Once again, that's linode.com slash clockwise and the promo code clockwise 2020 for that $20 credit. A serious, heartfelt, uh, absolute thanks to Linode, who've been a long supporter of this entire network and this show. We really do appreciate you, Linode. And uh, here we go with the bonus topic. Which actor would you want to play you in the movie about your life? Jeremy. Uh, I, I, I want to say maybe Steve Carell. I think that would be amusing. I don't think I'm much of a Michael Scott, but I do have an unnecessary job where I spend half my time distracted doing non-work-related <laughs> things. Uh, and maybe as just a, a bonus shout-out, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, oh, I think, amazing. could bring something to amazing. the role as well. Uh, I think I have to pick the person who I most often have found myself compared to, and that's Simon Pegg. Uh, although he is much more handsome than I am, and you know, I like his accent better than my accent, but he's really, really funny, funnier than me. So he's basically the better version of me in all ways, and that's <laughs> what I'm looking for in a movie. No one is a better version than you. Um, but I, so I went through this list, and I was like, who would I want to hang out with to make sure that they got you know, who I am as a person. And I was going through this list and I was like, Anna Kendrick would be awesome. Kristen Bell would be great. Natalie Portman. And then I realized that they're all really, really short. Um, <laughs> so I'm almost six foot. And so I decided that Blake Lively would play me um, and she would be awesome to hang out with too. It's probably going to be, there's a guy named Jordan Fisher. Recently, I was uh, at a, before all this went down, I was at a fair. I just I just Googled him, Micah. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, there was a person <laughs> who came up and, and thought that I was Jordan Fisher. So that I guess that'd be the person. And uh, yeah, let's uh, round things out by saying goodbye to our awesome guest, Jeremy Burge. We do appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me back, as always. Uh, very nice. Till next time. Bye-bye. Kathy Campbell, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for letting us be here in that tight 30 minutes. We don't get kicked off by TG. <laughs> and Micah, next week, uh, look forward to the cinematic adaptation of Clockwise. <laughs> where the clock ticks ever downward. <laughs> we'll be back then. But until then, we remind all of you listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. <laughs>